welcome to today's episode of the Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast, where we offer actions and steps you can take today to start supporting and balancing your hormones. This is your podcast host, Leah Brueggemann. I am honored and excited to be your guide on your way to better understanding your hormone health and how it affects your everyday life. So I'm bringing you a very special guest today. This is my really good friend, Caitlin, and she is also one of the co-coaches in the Hormone Reset Program. She brings all things fitness. She is a power lifter, and she programs workouts for the clients in the Hormone Reset and the cool thing about what she does is that she programs them to work with your cycle because yes, you should exercise with your cycle. It's going to enhance your fat burning. It's going to enhance your muscle growth and it's also going to not harm your hormones if done correctly. So super glad and super excited that she's on. So Caitlin, I would love for you to share a little bit like about your hormone journey specifically with working out. Awesome. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. And hello, everyone. Um, I'm currently, I'll just throw it out there that I'm a student um, at Metro State University of Denver right now. I will have my bachelor's degree in May 2021 in exercise science with a minor in nutrition. And just part of my fitness background, I grew up an athlete. I played softball, basketball, and I ended up playing softball for a little bit in college. But after that, um, I kind of took a break and I really feel like I kind of like lost my way in the fitness world. So I, in order to get back into that, I started doing home workouts and it eventually led me to bigger and better things like powerlifting and bring in my hormones. Um, so right before I started powerlifting, I had just come off birth control about six months prior to that. And we all know that coming off of birth control can be quite the process on your body, you know, your body's trying to get rid of those hormones and try and figure out how to communicate to different parts of your body again. And if you don't have the right plan, things can go south. And that's kind of what happened to me is I didn't have a plan. I just came off of it cold turkey. And when I started powerlifting, the first thing that I noticed was I was just gaining weight, like super quickly. I probably gained 10 pounds the first month of it. And, you know, I was working with a bunch of men, you know, I was getting trained by men and they're like, oh, you're just putting on muscle mass. Like, no, it's a good thing. And I was just like, I don't feel like this is a good thing. Like, I don't feel like I'm gaining 10 pounds of muscle. Like something is going off here because I wasn't like super jacked looking. I honestly just felt inflamed. And, but I kept ignoring it and I kept just trying to push through it. And um, actually right before I started powerlifting, so this was November 
2018, that's when I went through Leah's hormone reset program. And, you know, I learned so much about your cycle and how you should like eat for your cycle and um, balancing your hormones, seed cycling, the whole, the whole shebang. But one thing that I had never changed throughout this time was the way that I was working out. I was constantly, so I was spending a couple hours in the gym and especially with powerlifting, my workouts were closer to two hours at this point. And um, when I first did the hormone reset program, I was able to lose, I think it was like five pounds just right away. And I was like, sweet, this is awesome. I haven't been able to lose weight in a long time. And, but then that was gained back once I started powerlifting that six months later. So I was extremely frustrated. And I think it was, it was you, Leah, that was like, you know, you should really think about the way that you are working out. Like maybe it's too intense or maybe it's not the right kind. And then that's when I started doing my own research on exercising with your cycle and reading all these books on how you can be working out too much and causing the opposite effect of what you want, which I felt was exactly what I was doing. So it kind of like humbled me a little bit. I had to take a step back and be like, okay, like as much as I want to do this, I'm not going to be successful if I'm not taking care of my body and my hormones first. You know, I've been putting in all this work for eating the right way, um, getting my stress levels down, you know, taking care of my sleep and my recovery, but I still didn't have like the perfect formula. Like I still wasn't getting that, that weight loss that I wanted. And so I finally took a step back and I started learning more about how each different phase of your cycle requires different foods and it requires a different kind of exercise. Because, you know, especially as women, I feel like we're so hard on ourselves and it's like when you're on your period and you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to get in shape, whatever your goal is we're so hard on ourselves to push ourselves during the time of menstruation when mm -hmm. actually that's when I like to tell people that this is a great time to consider a nap as a workout because during that part of your phase, your body needs sleep. It needs recovery. Any high intensity exercise that you do during this time is just going to counteract any, um, any output that you're wanting from it. And I so. think that that was some of the ladies' biggest wins in the hormone reset um, was getting permission to slow down because, and we're not saying you can't see results with slowing down. Like we have had clients in the military go through the hormone reset program and they have fitness goals and they have, you know, strength goals that they have to meet and they're still able to meet them and they're ex able to exceed them while still taking care of their hormones because it's so important. And I think that as women, we are always, always trying to just go, 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 because we feel like we have to prove something. And 
like for example you said you were getting trained by a bunch of guys and they're like oh no 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 you're just gaining muscle and it's so frustrating because like how <laughs> you should work out as a girl is a lot different than how they should work out to see results and if we keep trying to work out like men it's basically like banging your head against a wall I mean, it's pointless. Like, why even bother trying? Because you could work so much less if you just worked a little bit smarter. So instead of having to go a hundred and million times to the gym to see results, you could just tweak to work with your hormones and see those results in like mm -hmm. three days a week. So, I mean, which would you prefer? Absolutely. And who has time to be spending hours in the gym anyways, you know? So I started reading a lot about how a lot of these fitness studies are actually done on men. And you have to think a man has a 24 hour cycle. Their hormones reset every 24 hours. Whereas ours is a 28 day cycle, 28 to 35, however long it may be. So we have to work with that. We don't operate every 24 hours. We have hormones that are increasing day by day, being day by day. And once you start exercising in the, the way that your hormones are working, like you said, it's, you don't have to spend as much time if you were. So how you should work out with your cycle um, we'll start with your, we'll start with menstruation. That is technically your follicular phase, but I kind of like to separate it just because, you know, your follicular phase, we like to say that's your Beyonce phase, you know, your go-getter on top of it, but you don't necessarily always feel like that during your period. So that's why we say, listen to your body, do more restorative exercises. You know, your hormones just dropped. That's what brings your period. So work with that, feed your body some extra fats because that's what it needs. And um, from there, then once your period is start starting to go away, then you're gonna start to feel more energized and we're in your follicular phase. And then that's when you're going to feel more likely to do group fitness classes. Now, I know that's probably not very popular right now, but <laughs> once gyms open it up again, um, that's when you want to try new things. You have high energy. Um, you want to do classes like kickboxing or cycling. Um, and like I said, try new things. And so what would be like let's give some examples of different types. So like if you are a weightlifter, like what would your, um, what would your workouts kind of look like during this time? Okay. So for weightlifting, which I encourage every single woman to do at least two to three times a week at the bare minimum, it is so healthy for your bones, your mental health, um, because by the time you reach 30 years old, your bone density is at its maximum and weightlifting helps bone density tremendously. So, but even if you start at 28, 29 or 32, it's okay. 
just as long as (laughs) dude i'm 30 in like two weeks (laughs) i'm over here like what (laughs) (laughs) i know i cannot believe it's so close but you know that's i that's why i highly encourage weightlifting um and it also helps with your composition you know anyone that says like i want to tone and i'm sorry i'm getting a little off track here but Toning is building muscle. Yes, there is some fat loss included, but toning is building muscle. So if you're someone that wants to tone, pick up some weights, okay? Okay, so since you went on the train of um, toning, because that's such a buzzword, let's just reassure the women that are really scared of um, getting really bulky. So does that, like, I have heard that where women literally will pick up water bottles because they're like, I can't lift heavier than a water bottle because it's going to make me (laughs) bulky. So tell us about that. I know you hear it so much, but weightlifting is not going to make you bulky. If you have, I think what women fear is gaining weight, where when you gain muscle mass, you're going to see the scale go up unless you are someone that has a lot of weight to lose. But if you're someone who's generally pretty thin or fit and you're afraid of getting bulky, it's not going to happen. I mean, you need to be on supplements. You would need to be eating a ton, a ton, a ton of protein. Um, You'd have to be lifting so heavy for that to happen multiple times a week. And you know, that's just not going to happen lifting 20, 25, 30, 40 pounds. Um, Where when people want to look toned without getting bulky, then that's where I recommend, you know, adding some cardio in um, because that's going to help with like not breaking down everything. I mean, cardio is catabolic, meaning it breaks down, but you have that sort of balance of muscle gaining and fat loss when you're doing a combination of weightlifting and cardio. So if you're really scared of getting bulky, it's not going to happen. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even think you need to have a precaution of do this or whatever, because (laughs) like the copious amounts of protein and like supplements and creatine and all the things that you would have to be taking to get quote-unquote bulky trust me you are not going to get there Mm -hmm. unless you're actively trying to get there you don't just like accidentally become bulky and so the toning that we're all right pacing after i see that all the time i'm not trying to build muscle i'm just trying to tone sorry I'm not making fun of you. You probably feel very <laughs> called out right thing. now. <laughs> it's the same thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we're just trying to teach you, like, yeah, doing is building muscle. That's what it is. So, um, when, so in your follicular phase, if you are a weightlifter, this is when you're going to want to do you're going to want to lift heavier because you're going to have more energy. You're going to have, um, this is your, uh, better phase for gaining lean muscle mass. Um, this is when you're strongest, especially closer to ovulation. 
So this is when I tell my clients to do less reps and heavier weights. So for example, you can do three sets of 10 with a heavier weight or three sets of 12. Or if you're trying to go even heavier, three sets of eight. When your reps go down, the less they are, the heavier you should be lifting because you're not, because that's how strength is programmed. When you're working on endurance, muscle endurance, that's when you want to do higher reps with less weight. And that's where we shift into your luteal phase. Um, the way that we work best is focusing on strength in your follicular phase and muscle endurance in your luteal phase. So, and then with ovulation, like I said, you're going to feel your strongest at this point. So, you know, I am in powerlifting. That's when I ideally would want to go for PRs, which is personal records or maxes, whatever it may be. But if you really start to focus on that, you'll notice like, wow, I feel really strong in my follicular phase. And as you transition into your luteal phase, when your hormones begin to start dropping, that's when we start to lose that easy ability to gain lean muscle mass. So that's why we shift our focus to muscle endurance. So in the luteal um, phase then, would it be, um, let's say you get bored doing lots of reps <laughs> with lower mm -hmm. weight. That's me. I'm raising my hand. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. What would be some alternatives that you could do like other exercises or other types of like exercising yep. maybe? Sure. So this is when you want to, you can also shift your focus to doing more Pilates, which is great. Yoga, which is really great. Um, more stretching more walking and um, just kind of switch things up depending on how your energy is. In the first five days of your luteal phase, you're probably still going to have that energy because your hormones aren't dropping as much. So you can still go for like, I like to recommend two sets of 15 because also when I'm in my luteal phase, sometimes the last thing I feel like doing is a bunch of reps and a bunch of sets. So I make sure to do two sets, 15. I'm like, okay, if I can just mentally tell myself, all I have to do is two sets, then I feel like I can get through the workout better. Yeah. Um, but then if you um, aren't like that, then I would definitely consider Pilates and other just more slow paced, simple, but like still effective workouts. What's good to you? Okay, so what what would be the so we know we want to slow down our workouts in our luteal phase. So what if we are a rebel and we don't do that because we want to lose weight and slowing down is not going to help our goals. What would happen? So if you push beyond that capacity that your body has, then you can actually send your body into fat storage mode. And a lot of times when you are dealing with a hormonal imbalance, 
and you're working out beyond 30 minutes, um, it's capped at 30 minutes because that's when our cortisol has reached its capacity pretty much. And if you work out beyond that, that's what causes your body to start hanging on to fat rather than losing it. So you're just, you're putting your hard work into nothing. Yeah. You're still going to, you're still going to feel inflamed. You're still going to hold on to that weight and it's not going to be as effective as if you would just keep it at that minimum level while it's still effective. Yeah. And on top of that, you're going to have like a better more it- as well, because like you said, mm-hmm. if you're spiking your cortisol, our body prioritizes making cortisol over sex hormones because cortisol, our body's like, oh my goodness, we have to run from the bear. We need to- Your fight or flight hormone. Yeah. And so if you're running from a bear- even though you're just working out, your body is going to be like, well, we don't need reproductive hormones because we don't need to make babies right now because we're trying to run from a bear. And then you're going to have a really crappy period (laughs) because Mm -hmm. your stress levels were too high and you weren't getting um, what you needed in your sex hormone. um, Yeah. So, So cortisol and progesterone are made from the same compounds, which is super interesting. So if you are a high stress kind of person, you know, and you have to think about your stress, the stress you're putting in at the gym, the stress you're dealing with at home, the stress you're dealing with at work, that all adds up. And another one is not getting enough sleep. So if you have all four of those things and your cortisol is just constantly being pushed out then there's a good chance that you're going to have low progesterone because it's, like you said, it's going to prioritize making cortisol over progesterone. Yeah. Which you need for a healthy period and a healthy pregnancy. I just think that's so mind boggling because we think that we're being, you know, tough and we're going to see results if we just keep pushing through. But I think that's why women get really, really frustrated. Um, around their periods. I always remember seeing these memes mm-hmm. of people being like, I was going to the gym, going to the gym, seeing results, seeing results. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. I gained 25 pounds and they're like, what, what happened? And then the next day their period starts. Right. And we don't want that to happen to you. We want you to actually see those results. So let me recap and you tell me if I have it right. So menses, when we start bleeding, you're just going to kind of, you know, take a nap for your workout or go on a walk or do some stretching, something relaxing and just move your body. And then uh, follicular phase, this is your time to do uh, group fitness classes, try something new, lift heavier with less reps, and you can go harder and longer correct? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that carries unless, unless you have hormone imbalance, we got to focus on keeping those workouts at 30 minutes. That's true. So, so you, if can you're go, doing... you can go hard in the paint for 30 minutes, but after that move on. 
Okay. That makes sense. And then that's through ovulation. And then what would you Mm -hmm. say like six days after ovulation is probably when you should start slowing things down for your luteal and it doesn't mean you stop working out, you know, you just make sure it's at 30 minutes and you're doing Pilates or yoga or something not so just more not so intense yeah that's when you just want to be mindful of the intensity yep I love that okay so do you have any last tips that you would like to share with everyone um I think my my best tip is to just get movement in every single day whether it's a walk whether it's a run, weightlifting, anything. It's just so important to move your body, stay active. Um, It's a good chance to go get some sun. Vitamin D is fantastic for you. Um, So just make sure that you are doing some form of movement, but something that you want to do. Working out should never feel forced. It should never be something you hate. You don't want to develop a bad Um, relationship with it at all ever so just as long as you're picking something that you enjoy then I think you should be able to get the results you want Hmm, I love that okay so now I have the three questions I ask every guest so are you ready Ooh, I'm excited (laughs) okay so number one I want you to share if you're okay with sharing when you first got your period and whether that experience was positive or negative Mm-hmm. And then what you would tell somebody who has been dealing with hormonal imbalances and is frustrated. And then lastly, I just want to know what your favorite book that you've ever read was. Ooh, I like these. Okay. So when I first got my period, I was 11 years old. I was in fifth grade and I was at a friend's birthday party. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and I remember, it was like, it was December because I know her still and I know her birthday's in December, which, so now I'm 29 and that was 11. Oh my gosh, I've had my period for a long time. <laughs> but I just remember like going to the bathroom and it wasn't like heavy or anything because, you know, it was just first starting. And I went home that night and I even remember the underwear I was wearing. Isn't that wild? They were pink and they were from limited to. And I was like, mom, I, something's happening. Cause like, she didn't really, I don't really remember her having like the talk with me or anything. Yeah. Like I was never expecting it. And she was like, oh no, that's just your period. I was like, what is that? <laughs> like, um, Are you like, I am dying? <laughs> yeah. I was like, mom, something's happening. <laughs> I'm like, did I get a cut down there? Like, I don't know. Oh my gosh, that's too funny. And then, and then, yeah, I just remember having to learn how to uh, use tampons pretty quickly because that spring we had, we had field day every year, one day a oh, year. Yeah. And there was always water, water games and there was a whole water slide and all this stuff. And I happened to have my period for it. So my mom was like, well, you either can't do all that stuff or you got to learn. So I just remember her like on the other side of the bathroom door, like trying to teach me how to do it. I was like, are you sure this is what I'm supposed to do? (laughs) 
I think that we need a whole podcast episode on tampons because I'm telling you, I feel like everybody has to have a good story about tampons because right. the first time I wore a tampon, I swore, I mean, I didn't swear, but I thought for sure I was like every five minutes, I thought I was getting toxic shock syndrome. <laughs> like literally, right. if my arm itched, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going into <laughs> toxic shock. <laughs> Yes, I remember so like reading. It was like on the tampon box or something, you know, just like reading it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to be careful. <laughs> I know it's so funny. Okay, and what would you tell somebody who's dealing with okay. hormonal imbalance? I would tell them just take a look at their lifestyle. What are you eating? What are you? how is your stress level? Are you exercising? Are you exercising too much? Like we just talked about, are you eating enough? And writing down foods and like seeing how they affect your mood. Um, and as well as like writing down about your period, like, are you having heavy periods? Are you having mood swings? Are they painful? Like just starting to take note of this can help you later on when you are ready to start investing in your hormonal journey. That way you can be prepared and kind of know, okay, this is when, this is kind of what's making me moody. This is what's, this is when my periods are painful or how long or whatever. But I think keeping a journal of all that would be really smart. It's not something that I did. So I would like, I mean, I did eventually, but I think having that knowledge from the start would have helped me get to point B a lot sooner. I love that. Yeah. What's your favorite book that you've read? My favorite book is called Mutant Message from Down Under. And I traveled Australia in 2016. And before I went, I was given a book by, I like to call him my life coach. He's like in his seventies. And I met him because I used to work, I used to bartend at a country club and he was a member there and we became super good friends. And he was just, he became a life coach to me, you know? And so his wife gave me this book before I left and it was just a really cool book. I, I don't think it's real, but it's about this woman who, um, gets goes on this trip that she does she has no idea where she's being sent to anything but she gets sent to aborigine land and she gets to go travel with the aborigines and aborigines are all about like healing and mother earth and listening to mother earth and um they call us the mutants like us um everyone else is a mutant because we are destroying the earth, essentially. Okay, that makes sense. Yes, yes. So she goes on this walkabout with them and she just learns a lot about the connection between earth and spirituality and humans. And it was just, it had such a good message. It was one of my favorites. I don't think I have ever read that, so I'll have to look into it. Yeah, just a just a fun little read. Yeah. <laughs> um, so where can everyone find you, Caitlin? 
I am on Instagram at Kate York. It's K-A-I-T-Y-O-R-K. And my website is also CaitlinYork.com. And I'm on Facebook as well. Caitlin York. You're just everywhere. I'm just everywhere. <laughs> for right. the most part. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Balancing Hormones Naturally. If you found this helpful, I would love for you to share it with a friend and post it on your stories and tag Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast so we can get this message out. You can find me on Instagram at Leah underscore B-R-U-E-G and I would absolutely love to hear from you.